This is The Winner's Take with host Nelson Rowley Raisbeck and professional sports handicapper Dave Essler. Welcome into Winner's Take. As always, I'll be your host, Nelson Rowdy Raisbeck, joined by professional sports better Dave Essler. Just like last week, we're going to be looking at all of the NFL divisional playoff matchups. Before we get into those games, though, if you want to find any of our content, you can find me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor, or you can find Dave on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler or some of his work at pregame.com. Again, we ask that you download, listen, subscribe, and share Winner's Take with your friends. Uh, Dave, let's let's hop right into these divisional matchups. First one we're going to look at Saturday afternoon. It's going to be the Houston Texans traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Currently in this one, Baltimore is favored by nine and a half. Total sitting there at 43 and a half. Dave, what are you thinking for Texans Ravens? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of things that, you know, aren't. I mean, these games are so public anymore that most of the arguments are also public. You know, Baltimore is the best team in the AFC and yada, 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 and, and Houston's uh, and Stroud's sort of sort of glass slippers going to break. I don't, you know, they're not always that obvious. I mean, I look at Baltimore and the level they were playing at back before they were playing meaningless games, that that is unsustainable to me. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they can't come out and, and play like that against Houston, but, you know, people have recency bias. They remember what they saw last. Uh, and the same with Houston. They, you know, I, Houston's not going to go out there and, and do to Baltimore what they did to Cleveland, although Cleveland has an elite defense. You know, if it were in Houston, well, if we're in Houston, we'd be getting less points. But, you know, I look at that and I say, okay, if this game were during the regular season, say it was three weeks ago, would that spread be nine and a half? I would have to say no. It'd probably be six and a half or seven. That's an awful lot of points in an NFL game. Uh, especially where the totals dropping, and I think it might be a little bit windy. That you would think would affect Houston more because they're, you know, Baltimore's got the run game. But I think I would, I would have to take Houston plus the points here. And ultimately, the reason being is Houston can score, and Baltimore doesn't need to make a statement. They just want to win and, and you know play the Kansas City Buffalo winner next week. So they have no reason to run up the score. And I, you know, even if Baltimore's ahead, I don't think they can ever truly close the back door, uh, especially with the total of 43, getting nine and a half points. I, I'll take Houston, Rowdy. Yeah, I looked at this and, and kind of to your thoughts, it was like, where do I think most people are going to come in betting on a side? Is it going to be the Texans? Because they're all of a sudden kind of a darling with C.J. Stroud. But like you mentioned, the Ravens were the hottest team in football going into the last week of the regular season. I think I would probably lean with more people wanting to jump on the Texans because of the CJ Stroud and more of the recency bias. When I looked at this game, I this was the game out of all four that I hated the most. And I came up with two different plays that I would give as a lean. I'm not betting either of these, but I would go with the Baltimore Ravens in the first half, getting it uh, under a touchdown at six and a half. I know this has moved up a little bit, but it was kind of like what you were saying with Stroud. It's going to be in the 20s in Baltimore. The Texans are a dome team, could potentially be windy. And we know that this Ravens defense is legit and they're pretty good both run and pass. And these two teams already played each other. And they I know it was the first start for Stroud, but they only held the Texans to nine points. So I, I would lean with the Ravens in the first half minus the points and maybe a Texans team total under. And I think uh, 
earlier in the week it was 17 and a half. Now it's uh, depending on where you look, 17 and a half with some juice or 16 and a half. So those those would be the two that I would look at if I had to do something in this game. Yeah, I like the first half under there a fair bit. I think it was 21 and a half. And the other thing, when you look at these lines, you got to remember, and it's similar to your, your Packers game coming up here. They're sitting at nine or nine and a half or whatever it might be. A lot of times that's up there to protect teasers because you know Joe Public is going to tease Baltimore and tease San Francisco, and they they want to make you pay for it. In other words, to get it under three, you got to do a seven point teaser, which is you know minus one forty, minus one fifty. So oftentimes it's not reflective of a ticket count or money or what have you. It's it's up there artificially to protect teasers and and you know i mean they're not in the habit of giving away money i would not dream of teasing both of those favorites down because i don't think they'll both cover and who knows they may not both win but that's another reason for me that i like houston is you know again what would that spread be in you know week 15 would it be that high probably not well let's move to our second game the saturday night game it's going to be the green bay packers traveling to san francisco to take on the 49ers in this one Niners are favored by nine and a half with the total sitting there at 50 and a half. Uh, Dave, your thoughts for the most important game of the weekend. Uh, yeah. Um, the most important game in your neck of the woods. Absolutely. And you got the same scenario. You have nine and a half ish total. And uh, I swear they're protecting teasers, but you know, you had the 49ers who just kind of rolled through once I got everybody healthy. And is that sustainable at home? Probably. Yes. But you know, the, the thing here, I, I, I took the Packers in the first half plus six and a half points. And, you know, part of that, as I talked about this morning on your show, is a radio, is a math problem. You know, if I, if I take them for the full game, I'm getting 19% of the projected points. That's not bad at all. But if I take them in the first half, I'm getting a little over 26% of the projected points, which the first half total was 24 and a half. So that's almost automatic to me. And Shanahan said, and they made a lot of it, that, oh, they started preparing for the Packers in the second quarter of their game against Dallas. Well, first off, they were preparing for both teams prior to anyway. And so what? Now he has a two-hour head start. You know, big deal. You know, the Niners haven't played a meaningful game in three weeks. And if there's rust, it's probably early. And if there's not rust, you know, uh, Green Bay second behind Houston lately in first-half points over the last three games. And over the course of the season, the Packers are actually the third-highest-scoring first-half team on the road. And over the last three games, the defense is only allowing 5.3 first-half points per game. Now, I don't like to mix everything with stats especially this time of year but on the whole season they're 10th at in first half points at just under 10 so you know i don't know uh you know i don't know and i know what the season long matchup stats would say if i if i put the 49ers passing and the the packers pass defense and went down the list it would probably say san francisco is going to win but you know i think you have to throw a lot of the stats out the window in these games and i am going to take green bay in the first half Full disclosure, I bet this game, I think it was Monday, we gave it out on the show. I took the Packers plus the 10, and you mentioned it with this being a playoff game, it's double digits, or at least it was early in the week. Green Bay's been hot, and and San Francisco hasn't been playing, and they really, by the time they kick this game off, it'll be nearly three weeks the last time they played a, a competitive, meaningful football game. And to your point of of being a contrarian here, if you looked at all of the statistics, all the underlying stats say that the 49ers should win this game and probably should win it handily. But for all those reasons, I mean, I'm on the Packers here. But I do like your first half because if the if the Niners do come out rusty, 
they'll be rustier in the first half than in the second half. So I, I do like your thoughts on your derivative there for the first half. Well, I hope I'm right. And I, I hope for all the listeners in Wisconsin that I'm right, because I don't want to come on your radio show next week if the Packers lose and <laughs> listen to the excuses all week. It's already been a successful season. So, you know, let's just, Let's just hope they can hang on one more week. Uh, and then, then the expectations can really ramp up. See, I saw a lot more of opportunity against the Cowboys because you could run on them, but you're not going to have that ability to run on the 49ers. At least it shouldn't be easy, which wouldn't you know, make it harder for stuff to open up downfield with love. But I still think it's a very coverable game. I, yeah, I, think, I think the key to that is if they can keep McCaffrey to, you know, somewhat reasonable numbers. I mean, it, it seems no matter what you do, he's got 80 yards on the ground and 60 yards receiving or vice versa. It doesn't seem to make much difference. So, you know, if they can keep him on their grabs and not let, you know, Devo or Ayuk go off, they'll they'll probably be okay. But, you know, that's no state secret either. Well, in Joe Barry, we trust. You trust. I think I just puked a little bit in my mouth. Well, my team doesn't have a defensive coordinator, so. Yeah, but your team's in flux. But let's move. Let's move to our Sunday slate of games. First one out of the shoot for Sunday. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. Currently in this one, Detroit favored by six and a half. Total sitting there at 48 and a half. Dave, your thoughts on Buccaneers-Lions? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's going to want to tease Detroit down to minus a half. And I don't like teasing favorites down. You know, give me liberty. Give me points or give me death. Um, Tough one here. I mean, I look at Detroit and, you know, did they – shoot their load last week with their first home playoff game in 30 years uh, and a win at that. I mean, is it is it possible to maintain that energy as a fan for another week? Maybe. But I worry about the matchup here a little bit. I mean, if it came down to, to trust, I mean, I, I kind of think Dan Campbell's a little better coach. I kind of think Tampa Bay has a little bit better defense. I don't necessarily trust either quarterback. Um, and especially golf if they if they blitz him. And we saw what Tampa Bay did last week, and you know they didn't even try to hide it. You know I suspect they'll do the same thing this week. I I don't know why they wouldn't. Uh, and I I think that the the winner of the turnover battles is going to win this game. Uh, who's that going to be? I don't know. I'm surprised it's still sitting at six and a half. I thought it would come down, but. I would have to default to Tampa Bay, at least for the full game. If I were going to bet this game, if I were going to take the Lions, I would do it for the first half. They get that energy. But if it's a close game at the half, then I would give the edge to Tampa Bay because they didn't get blown out like everybody expects them to. So this is probably the game I have the least strongest opinion on. But ultimately, I think I would pick the Lions for the first half and and I'll make a second half bet on Tampa Bay if it's you know, within three or four points at halftime. I hope not if I bet the Lions first half, but that's the only way I could play the Lions. Uh, I think I I couldn't lay close to a touchdown in a playoff game. Yeah, I like Tampa Bay Buccaneers here at plus the six and a half and gave that out on the show. We already got that in pocket. And I kind of agree with you with the Lions in an energy standpoint. Like they had their first home game in 30 years. They won it. Everyone's excited. Is there going to be a bit of a letdown? I still feel like Baker Mayfield, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, chip on their shoulder. I mean, they weren't expected to do a whole lot. Kind of like the Packers this year, I would say they would be more of a team playing with house money. And you kind of spoke a little bit on some of the matchups. Jared Goff is really good when, well, one, he plays in warm climate, a.k.a. like a dome. But the other thing is 
if you get him off of his spots and you don't allow him to throw on time, he's a much different quarterback. And Todd Bowles and his defense, they actually do blitz quite a bit. And their front seven is is still pretty solid. Not quite as good as it was when they won the Super Bowl a few years ago with Brady, but it's still pretty good. And they can get after the quarterback. And then I know statistically their secondary isn't great, but they do have some opportunistic ball hawks in the secondary, like Winfield Jr. And they do have a pretty good plus minus turnover margin compared to Detroit. So I I do like getting nearly a a full touchdown here with Tampa Bay on the road. I think they're live to potentially win this game. Yeah, I mean, not all the favorites are going to win and cover. I think we know that. For sure. I think uh, just looking at the slate of four games, I wouldn't be surprised if three dogs won. I would would like that as long as the three I bet on. (laughs) Yeah, and once the Packers. But uh, let's look at the final game of the Sunday slate. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Buffalo Bills. Currently in this one, Buffalo still favored by two and a half with a lot of juice on that. And the total sitting there at 45 and a half. Dave, what are you thinking for the final game of the NFL divisional playoffs? Well, I know everybody's going to like Buffalo. I think the public will, but I don't know too many people that like them that actually bet real money. And that is a little bit scary when everybody seems to line up on Kansas City. But I like I like the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, they won. Uh, Buffalo won at Kansas City. But, you know, we all know that if Canaries Tony isn't lined up offsides, this game's in Kansas City. Recency bias, Buffalo's won six straight. They beat the Steelers, but, well, they beat the Steelers without T.J. Watt. And, uh, you know, Kansas City does have their full complement of, of defensive players. And, you know, I look up and down their schedule, you know, I don't really see a good win. I mean, they lost week one at the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. They lost to Jacksonville, and now at the time that was okay because Jacksonville was supposed to be better. Well. We know how that is. They barely beat the Giants. They lost at New England. They lost at Cincinnati minus Joe Barr. They lost at home to Denver. And then they go on this winning streak. And besides giving a gift at Kansas City, who do they beat? Dallas? Well, we know how good of a win that is not anymore. The Chargers barely. The Patriots, they struggled. Miami, they don't win that game without a 96-yard punt return. So, you know, I'm not buying it. I mean, I know they're at home. Yes, I know Mahomes has never... Had a road playoff game, but, you know, Kansas City's been there, done that, and Buffalo has always kind of choked in the big moments. Maybe I don't want to put them in the category of Dallas, but, you know, my point is, and I talk about this a lot, I don't want to bet on teams to do something they haven't done, and Buffalo hasn't done it, and Kansas City has, so I would take the Chiefs. I bet them plus three earlier in the week. When I first looked at this game, I wanted to take the Bills, but as the week has gone on, I mean, roughly 60% of the, the cash and tickets are on Buffalo and it really hasn't moved off at two and a half. So it almost, to your point, feels like they want you to take the Bills minus the two and a half. And then I continue to kind of think about this game and, you know, the the matchups that they've played in the past. And Patrick Mahomes always feels like he has the Bills number. And it still is Patrick Mahomes, though this is probably the worst Chiefs team we've seen. I just came up with it felt like a coin flip. And if it really was a 50-50 coin flip, I'd agree with you in, in probably taking the points with the Chiefs. Now, yeah, I mean, I, the other thing that I, I, you know, I like is, you know, we, we've seen kind of Rashi Rice coming of age lately. And I think that's huge. I mean, you know, when when he was still a bit unproven and Tony was dropping everything thrown at him and, and Kelsey was a bit too. Since Rice has, has kind of, stepped it up and, and been kind of a go-to guy for Mahomes. They Kansas City has been a different team. So I'm not 
convinced that they aren't the better football team. I know it's in Buffalo. I know it's going to be cold. But to your point about it hasn't gone to three, well, it'll take – I will be more worried if it does go to three across the board because it takes a lot of money to move it on or off of three. So I would be more worried if it does go to – you know, and actually early in the week it went down to as low as one and a half, and it's come back up. So, you know, I feel pretty confident, but, you know, I guess – that's why they play the game. But yeah, too many reasons to like the Chiefs and not enough to like Buffalo. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all about Josh Allen. He's a good quarterback, but you know, Mahomes doesn't suck. I you know, Diggs has been kind of lost lately. I I just think probably gonna be a last possession game, so give me the points. Yeah, my favorite play in this game is the total though. I now again, it was earlier in the week and I got it at forty six and a half, but I like the under in this game and I think 45 being a key number, I still, if I had to bet the under right now, I'd still take it under 45 and a half. I think we could definitely see a 2017 game again or a 24-21 game. Uh, It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy in Buffalo. In everyone's mind in the general public, it's Mahomes and it's Allen, and it's going to be all these high-scoring games from a few years ago. But these these aren't the same teams from a few years ago. Both these teams have top 10 uh, defenses against the pass. Both of these teams are are solid teams against the run. Uh, It'll be cold. We've seen how both of these teams have played. My favorite play in this game would be the under. Yeah, and I get that. And I think this is another game like the – the Bucks game, I, I think that turnovers are going to play. Turnovers always play a huge key. I mean, if you don't turn the ball over at all and you, you uh, convert a few third downs here and there and don't get huge penalties, I don't care who you are, even if it's New England, you're going to have a chance in the fourth quarter. Uh, so those just get magnified in the playoffs, and especially in these what could be close games. I, I think it'll come down to, you know, who makes the – who makes the big mistake in the fourth quarter? You know, I'm, I'm hoping my money is hoping it's Buffalo, but, you know, again, that's why they play the game. And that'll do it for our NFL divisional round playoffs winners take podcast. If anyone wants to find any of our uh, picks or, or tweets, you can find me on Twitter at Rowdy underscore Razor. You can find Dave on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler or his work at pregame.com. Again, we ask that you download, listen, subscribe, and, and share winners take with your friends. Continue to, to get us out there. Every listen counts. Dave, anything else before we wrap this podcast up? Maybe you had a derivative that you liked. Maybe you had a prop that you liked. You know, they were slow in putting the props up as they have been all year. So I, I got to be honest, I, I miss the early lines on a lot of props. Um, If I do find any that I like that are still playable at current numbers, I'll I'll just throw them out there on my Twitter for free rather than do another podcast or charge people for them. I get a kick out of people that charge people for props when you know that the numbers are they move fast, and by the time the pick buyers get them, they're generally, I would call them, almost not playable. And probably more importantly is the rating system. I mean, you you can only bet so much on a prop. I mean, even somebody that isn't limited, the prop, prop limits are 50 or 100 bucks. So I have no problem sharing what I think on those publicly because I couldn't justify charging somebody for a bet that might only be able to be 50 bucks. That's my little pet peeve tote speak for the day. And if you, <laughs> even, though, even though I guess in a sense I am one, but I, I try to be a legitimate, honest one. And if you want to find Dave again on Twitter, his Twitter handle is Dave underscore Essler. Dave, I got one for you. I like Jordan Love to go over the 200 and I'm seeing it 246 and a half, 248 and a half. I do like Love to go over just because I think it's going to have to be his arm that keeps the Packers in this game. 
And I think you have a little bit of insurance because if the Niners do get out to a big lead and start really kicking the Packers ass from the start, they can't quit. They're not just going to, you know, turn it off. They're going to continue to throw the football to try to get back into the game. So I do like love to go over 246 and a half passing yards. Yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on that. I mean, yeah, I guess it depends how San Francisco wants to play. I, I, I get your logic, and I've made bets based on that before. You know, what would happen to me in that case is the Packers would keep the game close and low scoring for three quarters, and I would lose because, you know, Jones would get enough rushing yards that, that they didn't have to put love in a whole lot of danger, so... I get flashbacks to that, so I'll watch and, and, and root for you to win. All right, well, that'll do it for this week's winner's take. Again, next week we'll be back to go through the entire NFL Conference Championship slate. But until then, let's continue to win some money. The Winner's Take is your podcast for everything gambling at MadCitySportsZone.com, in the Zone app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, rate, subscribe.